This podcast is made available for free globally. That is only possible through my relationships with advertising partners. If you would like to access an ad-free version of Practical Stoicism, go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members to learn more. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Seed DSO-1 is a daily symbiotic, which is a probiotic and prebiotic formulated to provide benefits for gut immune function and whole body health. I take it every morning before I eat, which is when it works the best, and I have noticed a big difference in my digestion, regularity, and even my skin. It's nice that this benefit comes in a small package that needs no refrigeration and really is just a couple of simple, small pills. You also get this cool little travel vial in case you're traveling, so you don't have to stuff a bunch of loose pills in your pocket, which is nice. It's also nice that this product is so rigorously tested from a scientific perspective, which makes seeds probiotic research, development, and innovation programs a lot more trustworthy. So trust your gut health to Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com forward slash practical and use code 25practical to get 25% off of your first month. That's 25% off of your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com forward slash practical with the code 25 practical. Welcome back, Prokoptan. Glad you're here. Today, we're taking letter number 22 from Seneca, a long one entitled On the Futility of Halfway Measures. Seneca's letters are, by the way, getting longer and longer and longer, and as they do, he reminds me a bit of Colonel Hathi from The Jungle Book. Do you remember the elephant leader? He was, in the words of his pachyderm partner Winifred, I believe her name was, a pompous old windbag. Seneca, especially in these longer letters, borders on being intolerable for me, as I always envision him standing on an elevated platform speaking like a flamboyant Shakespearean character to all the rest of us dummies gathered around him. But maybe that's just me. And just like Colonel Hathi, to be fair to Seneca, Seneca is experienced, 
informed, and always has a point worth hearing. I just wish he would get to it sooner, sometimes. Although you probably wish the intros to these episodes were shorter, so I should take my own advice. The point of this letter is one that I think will speak to those of you struggling with learning how to say no. It certainly was useful to me for that reason. Here it is, letter 22 from Seneca, entitled, On the Futility of Halfway Measures. You understand by this time that you must withdraw yourself from those showy and depraved pursuits, but you still wish to know how this may be accomplished. There are certain things which can be pointed out only by someone who is present. The physician cannot prescribe by letter the proper time for eating or bathing. He must feel the pulse to do that. There is an old adage about gladiators that they plan their fight in the ring as they intently watch. Something in the adversary's glance, perhaps, some movement of his hand, even some slight bending of his body, those things give a warning. We can formulate general rules and commit them to writing as to what is usually done or ought to be done. Such advice may be given not only to our absent friends, but also to succeeding generations. In regard, however, to that second question, when or how your plan is to be carried out, no one will advise you at long range. We must take counsel in the presence of the actual situation. You must be not only present in the body, but watchful in the mind, if you would avail yourself of the fleeting opportunity. Accordingly, look about you for the opportunity. If you see it, grasp it, and with all your energy and with all your strength, devote yourself to this task, to rid yourself of those business duties. Now listen carefully to the opinion which I shall offer. It is my opinion that you should withdraw either from that kind of existence or else from existence altogether. But I likewise maintain that you should take a gentle path that you may loosen rather than cut the knot which you have bungled so badly in tying. Provided, of course, that there shall be no other way of loosening it, you may actually cut it. No man is so faint-hearted that he would rather hang in suspense forever than drop once for all. Meanwhile, and this is of first importance, do not hamper yourself. Be content with the business into which you have lowered yourself, or, as you prefer to have people think, have tumbled. There is no reason why you should be struggling on to something further. If you do, you will lose all grounds of excuse, and men will see that it was not a tumble. The usual explanation which men offer is wrong. Quote, I was compelled to do it. Suppose it was against my will. I had to do it. End quote. But no one is compelled to pursue prosperity at top speed. It means something to call a halt, even if one does not offer resistance instead of pressing eagerly after favoring fortune. Shall you then be put out with me? If I not only come to advise you, but also call in others to advise you, wiser heads than my own, men before whom I am wont to lay any problem upon which I am pondering. 
read the letter of Epicurus which bears on this matter. It is addressed to Adamanius. The writer asks him to hasten as fast as he can and beat a retreat before some stronger influence comes between and takes from him the liberty to withdraw. But he also adds that one should attempt nothing except at the time when it can be attempted suitably and seasonably. Then, when the long-sought occasion comes, let him be up and doing. Epicurus forbids us to doze when we are meditating escape. He bids us hope for a safe release from even the hardest trials, provided that we are not in too great a hurry before the time, nor too dilatory when the time arrives. Now, I suppose you are looking for a Stoic motto also. There really is no reason why anyone should slander that school to you on the ground of its rashness. As a matter of fact, its caution is greater than its courage. You are perhaps expecting the sect to utter such words as these, quote, It is base to flinch under a burden. Wrestle with the duties which you have once undertaken. No man is brave and earnest if he avoids danger, if his spirit does not grow with the very difficulty of his task, end quote. Words like these will indeed be spoken to you, if only your perseverance shall have an object that is worth while, if only you will not have to do or to suffer anything unworthy of a good man. Besides, a good man will not waste himself upon mean and discreditable work or be busy merely for the sake of being busy. Neither will he, as you imagine, become so involved in ambitious schemes that he will have continually to endure their ebb and flow. Nay, when he sees the dangers, uncertainties, and hazards in which he was formerly tossed about, he will withdraw, not turning his back to the foe, but falling back little by little to a safe position. From business, however, my dear Lucilius, it is easy to escape, if only you will despise the rewards of business. We are held back and kept from escaping by thoughts like these. Quote, what then? Shall I leave behind me these great prospects? Shall I depart at the very moment of harvest? Shall I have no slaves at my side, no retinue for my litter, no crowd in my reception room? End quote. Hence, men leave such advantages as these with reluctance. They love the reward of their hardships, but curse the hardships themselves. Men complain about their ambitions as they complain about their mistresses. In other words, if you penetrate their real feelings, you will find not hatred, but bickering. Search the minds of those who cry down what they have desired, who talk about escaping from things which they are unable to do without. You will comprehend that they are lingering of their own free will in a situation which they declare they find it hard and wretched to endure. It is so. My dear Lucilius, there are a few men whom slavery holds fast, but there are many more who hold fast to slavery. If, however, you intend to be rid of this slavery, if freedom is genuinely pleasing to your eyes, 
And if you seek counsel for this one purpose, that you may have the good fortune to accomplish this purpose without perpetual annoyance, how can the whole company of Stoic thinkers fail to approve your course? Zeno, Chrysippus, and all their kind will give you advice that is temperate, honorable, and suitable. But if you keep turning round and looking about in order to see how much you may carry away with you and how much money you may keep to equip yourself for the life of leisure, you will never find a way out. No man can swim ashore and take his baggage with him. Rise to a higher life with the favor of the gods. But let it not be favor of such a kind as the gods give to men, when with kind and genial faces they bestow magnificent ills, justified in so doing by the one fact that the things which irritate and torture have been bestowed in answer to prayer. I was just putting the seal upon this letter, but it must be broken again, in order that it may go to you with its customary contribution, bearing with it some noble word. And lo, here is one that occurs to my mind. I do not know whether its truth or its nobility of utterance is the greater. Spoken by whom, you ask? By Epicurus, for I am still appropriating other men's belongings. The words are these, quote, Everyone goes out of life just as if he had but lately entered it, end quote. Take anyone off his guard, young, old, or middle-aged, and you will find that all are equally afraid of death and equally ignorant of life. No one has anything finished, because we have kept putting off into the future all our undertakings. No thought in the quotation given above pleases me more than that it taunts old men with being infants. No one, he says, leaves this world in a different manner from one who has just been born. That is not true, actually, for we are worse when we die than when we were born. But it is our fault, and not that of nature. Nature should scold us, saying something like, What does this mean? I brought you into the world without desires or fears, free from superstitions, treachery, and the other curses. Go forth as you were when you entered. A man has caught the message of wisdom if he can die as free from care as he was at birth. But as it is, we are all aflutter at the approach of the dreaded end. Our courage fails us, our cheeks blanch, our tears fall, though they are unavailing. But what is baser than to fret at the very threshold of peace? The reason, however, is that we are stripped of all our goods. We have jettisoned our cargo of life and are in distress, for no part of it has been packed in the hold. It has all been heaved overboard and has drifted away. Men do not care how nobly they live, but only how long. Although it is within the reach of every man to live nobly, but within no man's power to live long. And we're back. Thanks for that, Seneca. Let's see what in the world I can do to distill this long diatribe down to a practical takeaway. That is, at the very least, half the length. 
fingers crossed, eyes too. First, there are some things in life that you must be present for. If you're going to diagnose a patient, for example, you can't really do that from a mile away. You've got to put your hands on them, palpate, prod, listen, etc. That example, of course, becomes a bit less relevant as technology advances, but it is, I think, mostly still very true. We must accept that to avoid the things we must be present for is an abandonment of our roles in the cosmopolis. If we're doctors, our role might be to be in the hospital ER Monday through Friday. And if we don't feel like it one day, sick days and scheduled holidays notwithstanding, we still show up. And we should be vigilant about rising to the expectation of our role in this way. But what if we're doctors at a hospital that just installed a brand new AI robot that can do the physical aspects of our job perfectly, but still requires our expert training and knowledge to make sense of collected data in order to put it to good use? How many of us would say, well, I'm a doctor, and I'm not going to trust this newfangled AI robot to do this thing for me. I'm going to go in there and do this job myself the right and proper way. I won't allow something so degrading to happen to my career. I'm better than a robot. Seneca might ask us to consider why we're spending our time protecting our pride and sense of accomplishment instead of being grateful for the freeing of that work that no longer requires our presence. Why are we showing up to work when we factually don't need to? We just need to receive scans from the robot over the interwebs and provide our insights, right? Of course, this is all assuming the robot does its job well and is proven accurate and capable. Obviously, there would be some natural distrust in a new process at first, but at some point it becomes, a robot can't replace me, which is a commentary on ego and self-importance, not efficacy of triage or diagnosis. For most of us, this example is a bit removed from our experience because most of us aren't doctors, but the theme still applies generally. When we say yes to something we don't want to do, why do we say yes? Is it because we are wanting to hold up appearances? Is it because we want people to like us? Is it because we have a sense of pride around being able to do all things for all people at all times? Seneca is suggesting, I think, that we recognize those things for which we must be present, those things for which we need not be present, and those things which we have no business even involving ourselves in in the first place because those things don't pertain to our roles. Imagine what your life would be like if you mastered this sort of thing. Imagine if you didn't worry what others thought of you. And imagine if you said no when you wanted to. Imagine you could overcome the overwhelming urge to throw your two cents into a heated comment section flame war and walk away unbothered instead. Of course, I understand this is all much easier said than it is done, but I still want you to imagine, and then if you can, do your best to realize such a reality for yourself. At the very least, make progress towards it. Lastly, Seneca asks that we not be obsessed with the spoils of our efforts, like respect, pride, wealth, treasure, etc., but instead, 
on the spoils of knowing when and where we should be sticking our nose into the business of others. That spoil being, of course, a peaceful mind. And that is all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed it and found value in it. If you have your own thoughts on this letter, I invite you to join our free Discord community at stoicismpod.com forward slash discord and share those thoughts in the episode follow-up channel. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care. Thank you.